0: Hello everyone, this is Molly from the Casually Molly Podcast, and I just wanted to introduce you to my friends at the Natty Cat. This one is for you cool cats and kittens who can't get enough of wordplay and fur babies. The Natty Cat's Natural Soy Candles feature inventive scent combinations in glass jars with clever kitties on the labels. Hand-purred with locally sourced natural soy wax, the Natty Cat's Candles Woodwicks create a cozy fireside crackling sound perfect for curling up on the couch. Remember, for all of your candle and scented oil needs, please visit our friends at the Natty Cat either on Facebook or Instagram. Have you
1: ever wanted to your shit together. Scrap it, look through the lens and capture it. But first, world problems are getting you down. Disabled, something needed a
2: lap to fix that frown. <laughs> well, you can do all those things and so much more. Just grab a seat in the chair or the floor.
1: Sit back, relax, recline. While she drops another casual eye you're tuned into casually molly with molly
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Casually Molly podcast. I am your host, Molly Amberge. Remember that you can casually subscribe wherever you have your audio streaming services, or you can watch our faces on YouTube and Facebook Watch. But now that we got all the promotion out of the way, it's time to talk about the real highlight of this episode, which is the New York-based comedian, Stefan Hightower. Everybody give it up. The crowd's going wild. Hey, (laughs) Stefan, I am so happy that we were able... Hey! Like I said, you look great. Um, you. I'm so happy for you. You just look really happy. Are you just like living your life up there in New York? What's going on?
2: I am living. The, I am living it, man. I'm, I'm really enjoying myself. I'm in a good space mentally. I feel. I feel good about life. I feel good about myself. You know.
0: Yes, I can like see, I know that we're not together in person, but I can just see it in your smile. I feel it in your energy right now. Uh, To give a background about Stefan, I had the pleasure of knowing you when I first started doing comedy here in St. Louis and you were, oh, you were awesome. You were always really good to me and I really appreciated you always being kind to me. So thank you very much for a new comic, no <laughs> new comic being kind and welcoming me in. Uh, but yeah, now after doing all the awesome material you've been doing, you decided to move out to New York City. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that transition? How's that been going?
2: <laughs> oh man, um, it's been good the last mm, let me see. I've been here for like a little bit over here now. I moved here last June. My first few months was rough, man. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. Like, I moved up Perth and it was weird because like my first apartment was in New Jersey.
0: Oh wow! Okay.
2: And I was only there for like thirty minutes.
0: Oh. <laughs> gotcha.
2: Uh, so it was crazy. So I had found this place on Craigslist, and it was like four fifty a month, and I was like, okay, cool. And I had, so I was like, oh, well, that's for New York on the East Coast, and i was, like, oh, that's pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Like I had an apartment in St. What was that four fifty a month? It was like, oh, I was like, okay, I can manage that. That's what I was thinking, right? Camper got me a job. I got off the plane, man. and I got to my to my apartment, yo. And it was uh, they had three triple stack bunk beds in one room.
0: Oh my god! So it
2: was, so it was basically like I would have been roommates with like eight other guys, man. Oh, it was horrible. It <laughs> sounds
0: like a hostel, like when you travel like backpacking somewhere or something. That's what that it sounds was. like to me. <laughs> yeah.
2: It was, but it was like it was like in some guy's apartment, and he fucking squeezed. He made three triple stack bunk beds and and one small ass fucking room. Wow! Oh my God. And I was I didn't even stay a whole hour. I'm telling you.
0: No, where did you? So how did like how did that move? Like so like how did you were like? I, what I'm trying to say is how did you find an apartment so quickly?
2: So when I came when I, when I originally came to visit, um, I had rented out of Airbnb in the Bronx mm-hmm. and they had like rooms that was kind of like they it was kind of hostel made they had like the difference was they had like a, a bunk bed in each room so they had like one bunk bed in each room so which is like you share a room it was a three-bed room, and you share a room with somebody so I was actually staying there when I was visiting and so I just text the guy the manager and I was like yo you got any room and then like he texted me like yeah come on and I was like, oh, thank God. So, like, I left, like, 30 minutes left. But I had, a, like, an argument, a debate with the dude in Jersey because he didn't want to get Oh, no. I, I think I we're
0: losing like, him a little too. bit. I
2: ain't even... So you're...
0: I think that we're losing you a little bit. Let me see here.
2: This Hold happens. Me one second. Let me try to move. <laughs> oh, it's not me. No, it's your connection. I was gonna move to another point because maybe it was me. Then another part of the house. Maybe it's not. Right. I six.
0: think it's your. I think it's just your connection. Should we have him switch to data, Chris, or? Yeah, if it's possible to get on data, Stefan, it may help.
2: Oh, I'm moving to like another section of the house that has better reception. Give me one second.
0: Okay, we can try that too. <laughs> Whichever yeah. one
2: works. I got you. Yeah. So let's do this. Can you
0: see me? Yeah, we can see ya. And can you. And s- hear Yes.
2: Yeah, okay, cool.
0: Actually, you sound super clear, so <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
2: yep, I just had to move to a, the better section of the house. Okay, cool.
0: So basically, so, picking up, you got in a fight with the guy that... What, what happened there?
2: <laughs> yeah, so it... It didn't. So, so he was debating me about my money. He was like, "Um, yeah, you know, it's no refunds. Four fifty cash." And then he like had a, like a dry erase board on top of the refrigerator that said "No refunds." And I was like, "Dude, I can erase that shit. Like, nigga, that's not real." <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, bro, like I haven't been to I haven't been in New York an hour or New Jersey, or whatever. I keep I, I always think New Jersey and New York is the same, It's like East St. Louis and St. Louis, right? So. I'm like bro, I haven't even been here a whole hour. I haven't slept, took a nap, took a shit, ate anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yes, dude. And then like my book was like at the bottom. It was like on the flow. Like every time I leave the house, I probably had to take my laptop with me. Like who wants to? Do- I can't bring no girl over here. Like this sucks, bro. And then so we he argued with me for like thirty minutes, and I was like, listen, bro, I just got her, have nothing to lose. I know where you live. You don't know anything about me, bro. I'ma need that money back. And then I was like, yo, you know what, since I wasted your time, I gave you four fifty already. I'm like, just keep fifty and just give me four hundred. Like, it keeps, but you not to just take my whole four fifty and I just got hurt. and this room fucking sucks. Like I'm like, this is not how it's advertised on Craigslist. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. at this point I probably can call like, I probably can call Reggie and we can pull up and we probably can like jump you if we wanted to. Like dude, I need my money, you know?
1: Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> you know, and so like after a while, he looked at me. He was like, "Okay, let's go to ATM. Let's get your money. Thank you, sir."
1: Yeah, then thank that,
2: you. I got my, <laughs> I got my money that I left, it was it was crazy. And so look, the room is so small. It's like right next to the kitchen, right? And he goes, "Oh man, I was gonna use that money to call an exterminator." Um, yeah, the kitchen has roaches, but you don't have to worry because there's none in the room. I'm like, when in life have you ever heard of a roach just stop in my room? Like, That's roaches,
0: wild. Oh, my like, God.
2: Like, I've never seen a roach just look at, around the corner like, no, nah, I'm not going to go in there. Like, no, <laughs> they're going. Like, no, you've never seen that in my life. Like, you know what I'm i grew up I'm like, I grew up part of the, in the, some of the projects. Like, roaches was all over. Like, no. Oh,
0: my God. That is – well, I'm happy that, like, you actually found a place and now – in our current state with the pandemic, are you staying at Reggie's place while Reggie's over here in St. Louis? Is yeah. that correct? Okay, very yeah. cool. All right. He must've
2: told you about it already.
0: Yes, well, so he was on, so Reggie Edwards, another great comedian from St. Louis that moved to uh, New York City for just to give a background. He was on here a few weeks ago, cause he was like, do you know Stefan Hightower? And I was like, uh, yes. And he's like, well, <laughs> he helped me out because he's staying at my place while I'm here in St. Louis. But I was going to say, like, what's happening with the comedy scene in New York City right now? Like, what's going on? I see you performing on a lot of rooftops because I have a few people who came on from New York that are doing all the rooftop shows. (laughs) So
2: it's been rooftop shows. People having shows like in their backyards, uh, on street corners, um, in basements. Mm -hmm. It's been really fun yeah it looks like an awesome time so and and so like for me i've looked at it as like the glass being half full because a lot of people who wouldn't have seen me so fast are seeing me now because the city being shut down
1: mm-hmm.
2: so a lot of people are on the same playing field
1: ah,
0: interesting.
2: So like, because when the city was open you know you have to work your way up to the clubs and get to know people yeah but now Everybody's outside, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, people, so people who, like, seeing me when I first moved her are seeing me, like, oh, okay, you funny. Like, yeah. So, like, for me, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of taking advantage of being seen sooner than, than later. Yes. So it's been, actually, it's been pretty good for somebody like me. Mm-hmm. Like, like it, at first, I was like, hey, that's happening. I'm like, damn. But then when I really thought about it, I'm like, hold on, wait. These people are seeing me who wouldn't have seen me yet. So it's been good.
0: Good. I'm really happy to hear that. Like I said, I always thought of you as a very talented comedian. Um Thank you. Yeah, I, oh, of course. You're so very welcome. And you know I'm a complimentary person, but I like I seriously do. <laughs> I admire I am, I'm a nice person, what can I say? But what I wanted to kind of focus on too is you know, you are in New York City, but how did we get there? Like what was kind of the start for you deciding to do comedy? Because now obviously you're like dedicating your life to it. But when when I guess what I'm asking is, when was the moment? where
2: you were like, "This is something I want to do. This is something I want to try." Um. Okay. So it's like, man, it's, it's so much backstory to it. So my original, my original thought when I knew I wanted to do comedy, I was a, I was in eighth grade, and like I was into, I sing a little bit. I was in drama class and I was in band, and I was a big fan of Jamie Foxx growing up. And I was like, man, if he can do, if he can sing, act, and be funny, I can try too. And mm-hmm. so that's my originally had the original thought in eighth grade. And then I, I actually wrote my very first joke when I was a junior in high school. Okay. And um, so I wrote my first joke. I had like a joke book. And so when I was like 22, 23, me and my mom was in, dr- in my auntie's driveway talking. And her birthday is in like September. And she goes, you know what I want for my birthday? She was like, I want you to get on stage like you always talked about. And then she goes, she looks at her watch, she goes, today's Tuesday. Love no, Mike night at the Funny Bone, let's go. So I'm like, okay. So I went in the house, I grabbed my notebook. Now mind you, like when I used to get in trouble, when I used to get in trouble in school, my mom used to actually take me to the Funny Bone. to see. she was like, if you could be a class clown at school, you can come get on stage. My mom used to like bring me to the Funny Bone when I was too young. Nice. Yeah. And, um, so she took me to the Funny Bone and this was like in 2012. Yeah, this is 2012. Went up, I went up, I was nervous as yeah, hell, did a set. I did these, I actually did, my first time, was actually kind of okay. Cause like I was Yay. getting laughs.
1: Good. And, like, I, told,
2: I told my first joke and like nobody laughed Then I said something <laughs> else. And it was like, I had a good set. Right. And so it's a funny story, right? Well, after the show, my mom had half the recording. And I was like, why you only had half of it? She goes, oh, because I thought you was gonna get there and choke. <laughs> <laughs> she said, I thought she was just talking. So when you finally got there and you was doing good, I was like, oh shit, let me pull out my camera. You He's know?
1: actually doing a good job, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> and you know what's so crazy? Like, she was, she was on our way home. She's like, oh my god, you need a manager. You need an agent. I was Aww. like, mama, slow down. I was like, yo. I barely got fucking three minutes, slow down, you know? <laughs> she I guess she saw, it a lot. she saw it before I did, you know, like Aww, she saw it.
0: She was ready, she was gonna be the momager. She's like, I'm gonna figure this out. <laughs> you
2: know, so this crazy thing happened, right? That same weekend, you know, the funny bone up mic is on Tuesday. Yeah. I had, I had already went on an interview for the casino, to work at the casino. And so that next day I had got a call back to come to the casino. I got hired at the casino that Friday. So I started working overnights, and so you know you can't do comedy when you work overnights. You know how that is. Yeah. So like my shifts was like seven at night to three in the morning, eight at night, four in the morning, nine at night, five in the morning. You know how it is. Yes. And it just so happens that one of the girl, one of the one of my supervisors was at the open mic night the night I did it. And she was like, oh, my God, I remember you, you're a comedian. You are so funny. Oh, my God. And I was just like, wow, that was my first time. Like, that was crazy.
0: You were recognized. Yes. <laughs> I love that.
2: <laughs> Real talk. She was walking around to everybody was a comic. I only been on stage one time, so I really wasn't embracing it like that.
0: Right.
2: A year ago past, A whole year ago past, where I hadn't been on stage since my first time being on stage. Um. I was I also I was, I was also into acting though. Like I was going to this I was going to this place called um, Images, acting where I was like I was one of their uh, their their actors or whatever. I was like going on auditions and stuff, and um, I won a scholarship to go to their school. Right. Oh
0: wow, that's amazing! Congratulations. Yes. Yeah. Thank
2: you. So I had, was going to like I was going acting classes, auditions or whatever, and so we're talking. I was at work one day, and one of my coworkers walks up to me. He goes, hey Stefan, I seen an audition for a play on the wall somewhere. You should sure, he had a paper handed to he handed it to me. He goes, You should sure audition. I was like, Okay, cool, bro. The next day I went out and auditioned, I got the part. And so at one of the rehearsals, one of the girls was like, I'm in a comedy competition with this lady named Miss Woody. I'm in uh and I was like, oh, really? I was like, yo, I've been on stage once. I'm like, I want to go- get back into comedy. Like, I really want to do stand up. And so she gives me Miss Woody number. Miss Woody, me and Miss Woody connect. So we meet each other. And like a week later, so like a week later at work, somebody wanted to switch shifts with me, switch shifts with me. And so I went from working seven at night to three in the morning. And my shift ended up being 11 in the morning to 4 p.m. in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. On this particular day which is crazy where like some stuff i be feel like some stuff meant to be yeah so 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 we switched and on the day i so i get off work at like four the girl co- so miss woody texts me she goes hey we're having a dick gregory um a dick gregory um tribute at the ambassador you should come down it's at seven i'm like okay cool i'm like oh that's what's up I used to have to go in at seven right i go in they have like a Dick Gregory statue, Dick Gregory painting. all a lot of old people that are cause it's Dick Gregory, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's me, Miss Woody, and a, this comedian named Brandon Kushan from Grand Rapids, I guess they was they was there. He was there for like Mrs. Woody comedy competition. So he introduces us, goes, oh, those two young comedians. We sit down, Dick Gregory gives like a 45 minute speech. And then like at the 45 minute mark, he goes, oh, those two young comedians I met earlier still in the audience. I raised my hand, I'm like, yeah, we in the back. He goes, y'all, come on stage right quick. We walk on stage, didn't think none of it. We get on stage, and he hands over the mic like, "Her y'all do a set." I was like, "What?"
0: Oh my god! So like, let me ask you this: like, did it go as well as your first time at the Funny Bone?
2: You know what? Um, it didn't go bad, man. And you know, what's so crazy like. I was hella super nervous. So I looked at Brandon like, yo, I didn't know the rules that the youngest comic go first. I just like, I'm nervous. Like, yo, you know, what? 10 years, <laughs> okay. you go, you go. And so Brandon went, Miss Woody went, and then I went. And you know, so, you know, De Gregory didn't leave the stage. Like D. Gregory grabbed the chair and sat on stage with his legs crossed and watched our sets. Wow. Oh my gosh. And so I was nervous. It was, I ain't never been so nervous in my life. So I did like my little five, seven minutes or whatever it was I got little chuckles I'm not gonna say I kill it was like little chuckles or whatever that's okay you know? yeah and so it was over with the girl gives gives all three of us his card his card mm-hmm. or whatever and like I've been doing comedy ever since that day like that was my spark and so that was like in 2013. No and I so, like, that. Even, so even though like my mama originally asked me to get on stage I count the day that Gary asked me to get on stage as my starting point.
0: I love so how long have you been doing it
2: now? So seven years now. Okay. If, if you count the day the girl you me actually get on stage. It's been seven years.
0: I'm so excited for you. Like that's what I'm saying. It's kind of, I love the fact that you went with your mom though. She sounds like a total riot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. She's like, if you can be this funny, cause I understand being like having a loud personality My mom had put me in theater, so I was a theater major. It was like a good fit for me as well. So it's always funny when your mom notices those things even before you notice them. So shout out to Stefan's mom for noticing this before he did. Now you, well, so that's the thing, you know, do you, when, I was about to say like, now that you're in New York City, is there anything you kind of miss about St. Louis or do you consider kind of New York just your base now? You haven't like looked back.
2: I mean, what I miss about St. Louis is, like, if people want to book somebody, like, I'll be a name that they always instantly hit sure. up, like, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So in New York, I'm still kind of new. Yeah. And so people still learn, still starting to get to know me a little bit. So I might not be the go-to guy. I just miss being the go-to guy, man. And I, like, like, because you get more stage time when more people know you. And so sometimes I go it, and I just be, like, and so a lot of some people up here suck. And I, when I be seeing somebody suck on stage, I'll be like, oh,
0: like. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's OK, though. But you know what? What's really kind of cool is I got to see you come back to the Funny Bone, I believe. And correct me if I do the wrong title for you. But weren't you hosting for Rachel Feinstein the last time I, was. I saw you? Yes. yes, that was in,
2: that was in February.
0: Yes. And I was, yeah before everything shut down, it was, uh, it was very cool to see you move to a different city, but then you came back and represented your home. I mean, I've always admired Rachel Feinstein. I love her comedy. So I wanted to see her. And then somebody was like, Miles, did you know that Stefan was going to be hosting? And I only talked to her just for a brief second. Cause I, you know, when you're walking outside and I just was like, Hey, like great job. And, and she was very nice. And I was like, oh, you know, I, um, I actually like knew Stefan and I wanted to see him too. He's really great. And She's like, oh, I love Stefan. So it's like the fact that you're making like a good impact on that, which is great. I mean, it was great to see her, but it was also really cool to like see you grow as a comedian and work with names like Rachel Feinstein, you know, how's that been for you kind of having that transition? Obviously, you've worked with big names too while you were here at the Funny Bone and other local clubs, but it is very cool to kind of like see you come back to your hometown. How did that feel for your family after hearing that hysterical, Up, oh, see, there they are right oh, now. This is why I love Chris Denman for finding all the cool photos, but that was the best. <laughs> that, was, that was, like I said, one of my most memorable wow. shows that I got to see, it was such a good time. So how did it feel coming back home and having that experience to share with your family who can't necessarily see you in New York doing that.
2: Man it was fun yo. it was fun like I missed it like it made me like oh like I'm in St. Louis it was like love and I, that was my first time like being back in St. Louis
1: mm-hmm. and
2: you know what I'm saying I came for for like a, a weekend it yeah. felt good I'm like oh this is what real real professional comedians do so it felt good. Yeah. And Rachel Feinstein is great like she paid me like a little extra when I, I, after the week's over. She was like, here you go. She gave me like some extra cash. She was like, if you in New York, make sure you say hi. I actually seen her once in New York. Um, I seen her at the stand or whatever. Yeah, and I spoke to her. We spoke briefly, but yeah, it was it was cool.
0: Yeah, she was like I said. I've again being a woman in comedy, it's nice to see, and I, I love her jokes about it's her hilarious. mom because I like relate to the jokes. I'm sure a lot of people say that, but I feel like I have a very similar relationship with my mom, like she talks about in her jokes. So I was like, I got to see it. So it was just cool to like see you be a part of that and like see you like it's. I, I mean, I guess like this is me too, but I love seeing people succeed. So I was like, yeah, Stefan get up there and host this show. <laughs> Like, oh, it's good to see you. you. And like, I like I said, I can't see you over at a different club and whatnot in New York as much. But yeah. I um a couple of years ago, I went to New York to do some shows. and i it's it's such a cool scene up there. Obviously, like, again, there's things that have been shut down at this time. But what I really love what everybody's doing is doing shows and, cool areas of like you said like the rooftops and in backyards so i know we're kind of going back to that but is there any show recently that's been kind of uh, even though it was maybe out of the element of what a usual club show might be was there one that you've had that's been your favorite thus far and like were there any like memorable people that you worked with <laughs> um Even or people you just connected with that you became, you know, like, you're like, this is a great venue. I love working here now. Maybe I'll do this in the future.
2: (laughs) You know, it's this place called the Tiny Cover in Brooklyn.
0: You know, what's so funny is I see that Amanda Gale, I don't know if you've met her. um, She's in New York and she, yeah, she does a lot of stuff over at the Tiny Cover too. So I see a lot of pictures from over there. But yeah, what's that venue like?
2: the tiny cupboard is so cool, man. It's on the rooftop. Mm -hmm. It's actually ran, it's ran by this girl named Mallory Bryant. Okay. And I actually met her through Reggie when I first moved to New York. Mm -hmm. And, um, me and her actually, like I I went to, so she seen me, I had, so somebody canceled out on the show one day and they called me to replace them and she seen me. And then she seen me like a, a week before she booked me at another location and then we was talking and she was like oh my god i didn't realize you and reggie were like brothers like best friends like that i was like yeah that's my boy and so we bought it and so she booked me and this was like a, two weekends ago and i don't know, molly i killed it right
3: Yeah. so it was
2: packed <laughs> and, and, and 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 like i said i was also on nerd with like when you do shows like that you're doing shows with people with credits like they probably been on stuff already and then it was one guy named Andrew. Andrew. Andre Kim, Asian guy. And so he's like a uh, touring comic or whatever. And so that was his first time seeing me, but he seen me around, we always been cordial. But I just remember, he I didn't know he was there, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And So I go downstairs about to leave and he's sitting inside the like, the, on the chair, he goes, bro, you are amazing. You're fucking hilarious. And I was like, "Oh, that's dope. Like, you know what I'm saying? Cause he been, I, he's never seen me before. So I like moments like that. Like it's great when like people see you around, but then when they finally see you perform, like they mm-hmm. like as a person, but when I see phone, they like, okay, he is funny. So the, like, that makes people like, fuck with you more.
0: Yes, absolutely. And you deserve it. Like you, I remember, were always like one of the hardest workers here. You were like doing shows every weekend. Like, I was like, when is this guy going to move to New York or LA? So when you're like, I'm moving, I was like, and it's funny too, that you, like when Reggie had said that you guys were friends, when I first met Reggie, I actually had asked somebody, I was like, oh, is he related to Stefan Hightower? And they were like, (laughs) no, they're just friends. And I was like, oh, well, maybe they could be. So I wasn't entirely wrong. You guys are very close. So that's great.
2: I mean, we tell people we're brothers. So it's whatever.
0: That's right. I know Reggie was down with it. He's like, oh, that's fine. (laughs) I'm not worried about it. It's always just somebody sassy. I'm just like, all right, was trying to be positive, but it's okay.
1: But I like
0: I said, I'm just really happy for you. That sounds really awesome.
1: (laughs) Yeah,
2: thank you. Thank
0: you. Oh, speaking of, there's the brothers right now. Look at you guys. Where was this picture, (laughs) Stefan?
2: I can't even see it. There's a... Oh oh, oh, wow, I have (laughs) an experience. We're at this venue called the Nin Factory in Brooklyn.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Yes. I was about to say, Brooklyn is one of my favorite parts of New York. When I was up there, I went and stayed with a friend of mine because he was in theater. We went to college together. And then when I was doing some shows, I went to go obviously do some sightseeing during the day, which... Uh, what I love about New York, Stefan, that I kind of wish was a little bit more here, and I happen to live in downtown St. Louis, so I get a little bit more exposure to it. Um, I do love that you can just like walk anywhere or like take the subway and things. Has that been kind of easy for you to commute around New York, or is it harder? And that's just my opinion from when I was over there. But I want to know what you're
2: thinking. <laughs> I mean, they they metro system is better than ours because they come more frequently. Frequently, yeah, like. The bus stop right outside my house, it's like the bus comes like every 10 minutes.
0: Oh, that's nice. Yeah, exactly. And then
2: the trains, depending on what time it is, come like every 10, 15. But the, because of the COVID, the mm-hmm. train system is actually different now. Like they stopped running at, they used to be 24 hours. Yeah. Now the trains stop running at 1 a.m.
0: Gotcha. That makes sense.
2: And they just did a brand new shutdown. So all the restaurants and bars are now closing at 10.
0: Yeah, we have, I, I don't know if in St. Louis we have a curfew. I should probably know more, but I know where I'm from in Ohio, there's a curfew right now because my parents yeah. are like, yep, we got to be at home at 10. <laughs> and I was like, what you are you all doing? <laughs> I didn't know you were
2: from What part of Ohio are you from? So,
0: yeah, so I'm originally from Cincinnati, so not too Uh-oh. different from St. Louis. But, yep, I I grew up in Cincinnati my whole life, and then I ended up just, like, moving here and then moving back here and staying here. So, but, uh, well, How old how how when we
2: moved so,
0: I actually went to college here. So, I went to SLU. So, I was here when I was uh-huh. like 18, 19, you know.
2: Oh, and you were smarty pants.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> I wish. No. I was a theater and journalism major. And then I kind of like Like, I went back to Cincinnati for a while. I traveled around a little bit because I was doing theater. So I was producing plays. So I produced plays in the Midwest. I was in Chicago for a hot second. And then I moved back here in my late 20s because I was producing a play with the Fringe Festival. And then I was like, oh, you know, maybe I'll just stay. Like... No And that's kind of where I started doing comedy (laughs) was here. I was like, you know, I've always wanted to do it. You know, like like I would always watch things on Netflix and then I would like run into people like Stefan Hightower that are just like, keep (laughs) doing it. But I do have a funny story for you. You and I were in, I, I don't know if you remember this, but you and I were in the Funny Bone competition together and JB and you both wear glasses. And so at the time, so my friend saw you. And she was like, oh, he's like hilarious. I got to go compliment him after this show. Like he's fantastic. So she like runs out to the lobby. She sees JB just out, you know, far away with his glasses on. And she's like, Stefan, you were great. (laughs) (laughs) JB was like, Bridget, it's me. It's JB. I am not Stefan. And because she knew JB as well. And she goes, oh my God, i got so excited and like without you didn't even miss a beat stefan you happened to just walk right behind while this was all happening so this whole moment just curates like curates curates around so she flips right around she goes stefan you were great and you were like oh thank you and like not even knowing what was happening but we're all like crying we're laughing so hard because jp was like thank you, but I am not (laughs) Stefan. And you didn't know what happened. So you're like, oh, thank you so much.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny.
0: It was hilarious. So I was like, now I don't see with the glasses anymore. Is this a new look? Is this what we're expecting with Stefan now?
2: (laughs) I'm rocking rocking the contacts, you know. same. You know, I'm rocking the contacts. I I, I like to switch it up. I've actually worn contacts and glasses all throughout my life. I I first started wearing contacts when I was like in eighth grade. And so, it's like, oh, since eighth grade, I kind of like, I might wear my contacts for a couple of years, and then I might throw my glasses back on a few years. Like, I just, I just always switch it up. But I think the contacts might be the permanent look, though, you know.
0: Yes. I honestly, I only wear glasses at night when I like take them out and I'm like folding laundry or whatever I'm doing at this point. Uh, Whatever is, you know, passing the time of the pandemic, which speaking of, you know, you're doing performances, you're doing, you're doing, you mean, you're doing a lot. But uh, since the, you know, when the lockdowns and stuff are happening, what are you doing to pass the time? Like, are you like writing more? Do you feel like, are you just kind of like, taking this time for what it is. Like what is Stefan Hightower doing to make this pandemic go a little bit faster?
2: Man, I've been doing a little bit of everything, man. I've been writing. I've been doing comedy more. I've been watching, watching TV. (laughs) Like that's the, like the biggest thing. Like I barely really watch TV. Yeah. Like when the shutdown came, like I was like catching up on shows, catching shows that like I was hearing about, but never got a chance to watch. Like right now Right, right now, I'm watching like Shameless.
0: <clears throat> oh, I love that show. Great show. Yeah.
2: And it's like on 10... It has like 10 seasons, but I fucking love it. And I'm on the third season right now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, I got a little busy, so I've been on the third season for like a month and a half because I started getting busy. Um, But Shameless, and I've just been watching a lot more TV than I didn't watch before.
0: Yeah, I feel that too. Because you haven't like... when, Especially like when you're in New York, I bet you just really don't have... The time to like sit down and watch TV because you're like, I gotta go to this club, I gotta go to this show. And then somebody's like, I gotta guess that. So I gotta jump on the subway and go here. Like, there just really isn't time to just like, especially in a career like comedy that you wanna do full time, like, there's no time to sit and watch other people like pursuing their dreams on a reality show because you're in that reality you're like running around and doing all this stuff so i bet you yeah truly that's how i feel too like people would always be like oh are you gonna watch this show and i'm like oh i'm podcasting tonight so i won't be watching it but you just fill me in (laughs) so i totally get it
2: (laughs) and and you know what's so funny i was like i was actually like dating this girl before i moved to uh, new york And like it didn't work out because she just felt like I just wasn't making time for her on purpose, and I'm just like, you have no idea. Like, New York is hard. (laughs) No, well,
0: because New York is hard. I mean, and I, I, here's the thing. I love New York city. My mom's actually from Queens, New York. So I have kind of okay. a, like a special connection to it. I used to go, my, okay. I had more family that was there at the time growing up. So I used to go actually a little bit more often when I was younger. Um, so I kind of experienced it in different eyes versus like being a tourist. I had to like see what, you know, living life there was like, but yeah. you know, what people don't necessarily talk about, like when I talk to other people, even when I, I I was able to go abroad at one point. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, America, obviously New York City and the Statue of Liberty. But if, especially when you're following, like it is like a, you know, the city of dreams, but it's it's a different type of feeling because I I know being a theater person, for my, all my 20s, I had to really commit to that, to like have the plays that I wanted produced or, you know, be in the shows that I wanted to do. And, you know, when you want to make something of yourself in New York, it can be hard. It is, I hate to use the word hustle, but it is a lot of hustle. <laughs> and um, like, you really have to be dedicated to it and it's nothing personal to anybody else, but, you know, it is expensive and, you know, it is time consuming at times, but, I, I feel like, you know, you really have to just be true. I hate to be like true to who you are, Stefan, but you are being true to like what you need to pursue. And it seems yeah. to be working, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah.
2: where where Like, so like the, the long distance relationship stuff is hard, man. Like mm-hmm. she's still in her, her girl St. Louis and she just be like, yo, know, if you really wanted to talk to me, you would. And i just be like, oh, you yeah, have no idea
0: no (laughs) i've been in a few long distance relationships myself so i know how that one works
2: Uh,
0: (laughs) i am loving all these pictures like this is just giving me life right now was this Uh... from when the what that festival that got canceled <laughs> the Fire Festival of St. Louis. Okay.
1: <laughs> oh, oh my god, man.
0: that is the best thing! Oh my god, I totally <laughs> forgot about that, Stefan. We have such a history with you. We just forgot word, about it for word, a second. Word. You that, were such a star that, in St. Louis.
2: <laughs> I, I, I was right. I be trying to tell people New York to book me. I was a star back home, but they don't care. Like they like that was St. Louis, whatever kid. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was just the. Best West, okay. Well, it's hard too when you move to a big pond. Oh well, that was my next question too. So you know, like I said, love New York. So happy you're there. But what was the difference between rather than or rather than moving to L.A. Why New York versus the West Coast or even Chicago, for instance? That's right near us.
2: Um. Well, I w- my, my main goal was to move somewhere where I would become a better comedian. Um. LA, Chicago, Atlanta, New York, they were all options for me. And um, I kind of like, I had this thing where I was filling out job job applications as well well for all four cities. And I had just told myself, I was like, yo, whichever city calls me first for a job interview, that's why I'm moving. Mm -hmm. And New York emailed me for a job interview and I was like, okay, that's why I'm moving.
0: Nice, okay, great. Good for you, man. And now you've never looked back.
2: So it could have been it could have been any city honestly. And you know it's so crazy New York is the hardest city out of all four options because this is the only place where I would move to where I really didn't have a set place to live.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
2: I, 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 I have a mentor, I have a mentors in LA that's like y'all got a place, I have friends in Atlanta that was like yo you can stay with me, I have family in Chicago where I could stay with and it just was like I guess the universe was like no nah, we're going to make sure you have the hardest way out and so New York it is you know and plus New York always looking for people to for work so I guess that's just what it was
0: Yeah and that's why I think that also challenged you more too, because like yeah. I have friends out in LA, I have friends in Chicago and like that, that's so helpful when you go out there. Cause I went to out to LA in February and it was great because I had those connections to like be with people. But I feel yeah. the same way you do, because when I went out to New York, I had my friend I stayed with, but he was mostly in theater. So I did theater stuff with him. But when it came to like going and, you know, finding places to perform and like doing shows and like, you have to like really put yourself out there so I think that again that like commends you you know in New York you really have to you know there's a thousand and thousands of people in New York and anybody that's listening to this whether they're from there or not or have been there or not can agree with that so it's just like you you know then there's so many people you're competing around so I like I said I know I've probably said this at least five times but I do commend you for going out of your comfort zone and going in there yeah of course
2: it's been Mm -hmm. good for me man I I actually I needed to leave St. Louis I realized (laughs) like for me like just me being away from home so long i've never been away from st louis this long you know what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. it was good for me just to grow mentally as a person just like okay this is life without because i never i went i never went out for like to a university for college i was at community college but i never really left st louis like that so this has Mm -hmm. been a good experience
0: yeah and like i feel like too like college was fine but i do feel like Even like I loved SLU, but I feel like when you're in college, you're still like in a confined space, you know, like you're kind of in that artificial life where you're going to classes and you're doing things. But then once I got out and I had to like produce theater on my own, I was like, oh, I can't go to like my professor's office and be like, hey, I want this, this and this done for this scene. And this needs to be built for the set. You have to do it all by yourself. And the same goes with your comedy career when you're in a new place where you're kind of like... A, you know, a small fish in a big pond versus, you know, here in St. Louis, you were a big fish in a small pond, basically. Like, it's yeah. just a different environment. So you really have to – I like, how many shows or mics would you say you would have done a day pre-pandemic?
2: Pre-pandemic? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, easily
0: two or three. Okay, see, that's what I – yeah, exactly. And you would just pop on them a day. Like, yeah, I – uh, yeah, like I feel like there's even comedians' podcasts I listen to where they get to a point where they're just so famous. Like they don't even have to go to a mic anymore. They just like go no. on stage and they're just like, here I am. I'm just doing, if it's new material because of the name alone. And I mean, obviously I'm always impressed, but yeah. it's. Uh, on a,
2: yeah. On a good day, on a good day, you could probably do four or five. Mm-hmm. Like, especially like like on the week. Like for me, I can't, like on the week I work. So it's like, I'm not going to do right four. But, like, on the weekends of them off, like, I can go to a mic at 12 in the afternoon and be performing all the way to maybe 7 to 9 at night. You know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. easily. Yes, definitely.
0: Do you get any sleep? (laughs)
2: Like, barely. Like, my sleep catches up to me a lot, man.
0: Yeah.
2: A lot. A lot. Like, I was, like, so, like, I was telling my my ex, my girlfriend, who I had, she would get mad at me because, like, listen to this, Molly. Real talk. I had to get up and go to work at 5 o'clock, usually no later than 6 o'clock in the morning. I had to be at work. So I'm getting up at 5, 5.30, going to work, getting off work, coming home, taking a shower, leaving back out the house, doing shows. By the time I get home, sometimes it'd be like 1, 2, 2 a.m. and I had to get up and go to work at 5, And my ex, she wanted me to call her when I got home. And it was just not happening, yo.
0: No. No.
2: And she was like, you know what I mean? She was like, when you was back in St. Louis, you made time for me. I'm like, yo, New York is 10, maybe 20 times busier, yo. Mm. I can do a set in St. Louis and walk outside and call you.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Right.
2: (laughs) Because especially being new here, she didn't understand, like, the networking is always happening. Like, you never not networking in New York. Mm-hmm. Like anybody you run into could be doing something. Like in St. Louis, there's so many people. Okay, so the difference is like in St. Louis, it might just be somebody regular. You mean audience. But sometimes in the audience in New York, people be broadcasters, people be working her, there. Like people yep. in New York always doing shit. Like everything yeah. is networking. Yes. And so it was yeah. just like, you can't walk off and just call me for like, I'm like, oh, I need that time. Like even just chilling and talking to comedians is networking.
0: Yeah. This is, like, something, Stefan, because I'm all about branding and networking. That's where that mm. communications major <laughs> comes in. Like, yeah. I completely understand. And people, like, get on to me about that all the time. Like, I, what really annoys me, at least, and, like, maybe some people mean it in a in a protective way, like, being like, hey, yeah. take care of yourself. But I don't like the idea when people are like, you need to okay. slow down. And I'm like, you need to back up because literally (laughs) I am doing everything correct because that like, especially even when you run this, like we were friends before. So I was like, hey, Stefan, I had a cancellation, pop on for me, thanks. Like, obviously, you know, we, it was happened, you know, it worked out, but that like, had I not like went and talked to you after a show or were like, Hey, this, that is like the time, like you can't just, especially when you're in a career like this, you can't really just like perform and then go unless you're at a certain status. Like
1: if, you know, like there
0: are some people who are at a certain status. So they're like, cool. All right, bye. I can like go back to my hotel room. But when you're kind of trying to figure, you know, you know who to work with and not who to trust I think that's like a the wrong vernacular but you know like you're trying to meet people in a big city and like just like just saying hello and talking to somebody I bet you they're like oh you know that's Stefan guy he's like you know he was great he had good material he spoke to me afterwards I think you're being super professional personally (laughs) so
1: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah well you
0: have to talk to people and you've got a nice I feel like like I told you you and Reggie have like the best smiles so I could see like the two of You guys being the best people to approach after a show. Yeah, no, no.
2: I I realized that my smile is one of my better qualities. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, okay, my smile makes me a little charming, you know? Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you're so funny. I love that. But you know what you need, especially in comedy, you have to have a good smile. Like, yeah, I, I you know, I do think that helps when you're like laughing along and laughing with the audience a little bit. I'd say you yeah. have to do it all the time. Smiles aren't everything, but it, it doesn't yeah. hurt. So good for you for embracing that quality. <laughs>
2: That's
0: a fact. Uh, What I'll ask you um, before we get out of here is, you know, like I said, it's been great talking to you. I'm happy to see that you're happy up in New York. You're thriving. Even in this pandemic, you're, like, making it work. (laughs) Uh, What advice
2: would you give?
0: Hey, (laughs) what advice would you give to people who are, you know, especially now, you know, I've been running the St. Louis independent comedy pages for Chris Sear now, and a lot of people message and they're like, you know, what are opportunities? And it's hard to be like, oh, you know, there's a pandemic. So there's not like a ton of opportunities right now. And now we're on like lockdown here. So I'm I'm probably not the worst person to give advice right now, of like where to go and what to do. Yeah. Uh,
2: You know, what's funny about that? So like, you know, Chris Sear had the um you talking about the same with the in Comedy and he had the where he interviewed comics. Yes. And I've never been interviewed. And so like it was part of the and then I hit up Chris. I was like, yo, you never had me. You never interviewed me. Like lot of people you never had me. What is up with that? I was like, <laughs> dude, you interview me, man. And he was like, he's like, I never interviewed you, really? I was like, no. I was like, everybody's been on there but me. And I was like, Yeah, I don't wanna take it personal, but come on. Well, uh... and, so, and, and he goes, No, I gave it to Molly. I was like, Oh, okay. I, oh, I Oh so so I was like I was like, Okay, now that I see you got the pie I'm like, Hey okay, Molly I heard you working hard. She got she doing a little bit she didn't move from Ohio and started to take over. Okay, Molly, I see you. I see you.
0: I know. I've, I've been I've been hustling here. You're not I yeah. when you met me, I was that lost comic that you were like, it's gonna be okay. Just like keep hanging in there. And now yeah. now I'm like, Stefan, you finally got that interview that you always wanted <laughs> from St.
1: Louis Independent Comedy. <laughs>
2: I was oh like, how come I never been the like, come I never been on the website that doesn't make any sense I was like,
0: what? <laughs> now I Well, now you're gonna be on the website you're gonna be on the Instagram page you're gonna be on my Word. instagram page Word. so you're Let's gonna be it. on all the platforms Word. and now Yay. I can share Go. now that you have finally had your chance in the sun. In St. Louis, Missouri, <laughs> what advice would you give to up-and-coming comedians who are waiting for their chance to be interviewed by St. Louis Independent Comedy?
2: <laughs> um, I would just say just keep grinding and keep just getting on stage, man. Um, like comedy, comedy is really the the one craft where it's like you learn by doing it. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, nobody can teach you. Nobody can, when I say nobody can teach, I'm not saying nobody can give you advice. But what I'm saying is nobody can teach you, like a lot of comedy is kind of like in you, you know what I'm saying? So nobody can actually teach you the stuff that like, like just the normal techniques you have to actually work on it on your own. Like when you on stage record everything, I would say that. Mm-hmm. So like, even if what I, do, even if I don't have a video recording, I always voice record all my sets. Yes. So it's like, I so I'll go back and i listen to all of that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: keep getting on stage be a good person you know no need to be an asshole a jerk I mean don't get it twisted To be, a, you have to be a little bit of ass to be a comedian because you know when you're on stage you, you seem like an asshole but that's just a comedian gene but I'm just saying as an off stage be a cool person you know right. what I'm saying
1: mm-hmm.
2: and just keep working hard because eventually like things gonna, the good things are going to come if you work hard
0: yes oh, I love that these are all and also mm-hmm. like if you're me, I always hoard all of my voice, like memos, like all my sets. Just make sure you listen to them because sometimes I'll record it and I'm like, I got to listen to this. <laughs> so <Word.
1: laughs>
0: I don't even mean to, but it just happens. I'm like, oh, that's right. I have all these recorded sets that I need to listen to. But uh, Stefan, I really appreciate your time. This has been wonderful. Know, wait, wait, think, yeah. Is
2: this is this, real, this might be real. What? Let's see.
0: Let's see. Guys, are we in suspense? Yeah. Who was this? Is the most casual episode? I said this last time, but uh, now we're getting also, to the most casual episode yet. Who is it?
2: Nope, it was
0: there. It, it wasn't. Was oh my yeah. God, who was at the door? Nobody? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was
2: somebody. What's up, y'all? Yeah. <laughs> Just some other mate.
0: people. It's, oh, yes. well, then he doesn't matter, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only if it was Reggie. Well, that's all right. Send Reggie my best wishes. Uh I got you. yeah, he Yeah, uh, he's the Beyonce to my Kelly. So you can just say Word. that uh, Molly, a.k.a. Kelly Rowland, says hello. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. I got you. But, uh, Stefan, why don't you tell us a little bit where we can follow you to support your, uh, your comedy career? Like, where can we find social media? Do you have any, <laughs> like, shows or anything you want to promote? What's up?
2: Yo, make sure y'all follow me on my Instagram. You know, Stefan underscore Hot Tower, S T E P H O N underscore Hot Tower. Same thing on Facebook. I'm getting back on Twitter. I kind of lay back off Twitter, but I'm getting back on it or whatever. Yeah. Website gonna be up pretty soon, probably sometime next year if they're working on some stuff. But just keep up with me, man. I'm, and then yeah, I probably be, I might be be back home sometime soon to do shows. Don't tell nobody. Well, I'm just joking. Tell everyone. <laughs> I was
0: about to say, it's on this podcast, so it's going to be shared. Right. But, yeah, keep in touch. Let me know when you're coming in. And remember, for anybody else who uh, supported the episode today, remember to share Stefan, share all the information, and share this podcast. Remember, you can casually scribe, subscribe, excuse me, again, to any audio or video, wherever you watch your listen to your podcast will be casually available. Uh, Stefan, the last question I always ask people before they leave the interview is what are you going to casually do now that our episode has ended?
2: Uh, I'm going to casually go back in my room and maybe watch Netflix. I don't know.
0: All right. Nice. <laughs> Sounds like everybody during this pandemic are just going to go back to our room Word. and watch Word. some Netflix. <laughs> well, Stefan, I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. And the song you're going to hear next is Sorry, Not Sorry by Bates, local yeah. rap hip-hop artist. Thank you very
2: much. Yo, thanks for having me, Molly. Chris, yeah. good seeing you, brother. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. It is true. It is true.
3: What's understood don't even have to be explained, my nigga. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love y'all. Love y'all. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
3: yeah. find peace, been through a lot, guess I expected too much, a cruel uh, world tells you your best is less and it's never enough, uh, I think I lost a couple homies, cause they ain't acting the same, Mm -hmm. unpacking my shame, while standing in the dirt on my name, Uh, uh, a soul bruised being abused, I kept it quiet and sunk, nobody heard me yell for hell, but I screamed the top of my lungs, Ticket disappeared on a nigga, then freaky called and hung up, started to think that if I sink, my Uh, niggas won't give a uh, fuck, uh, like where my... When I'm homeless and trying to crash for a night crash Like what night niggas when I break down Crying about losing my wife The secret things the people never seen Stacking up on me And that yeah. was picked up by the ones Some say was barely my homies I guess I'm bothered by the fact that I had to leave all Just yeah. own yeah. find yeah. peace and that my homies will let me do it alone I talk to niggas Every day oh. Until I got with this woman okay. I'm blindsided by it all Cause I never saw the shit coming Damn that shit hurt I don't know what's worse The pain yeah. of the courteous yeah. I want to weep I want to scream But yeah. nothing was heard But yeah. these walls But I just left a lot of shit That never got a resolve. Okay. I love my niggas So I'm still gonna be right there When they call Signals keep confusing me uh, They checking for your girl But I ain't ready for them choosing no me Just could've ended beautiful Ooh. Could've win about it suitably Ooh. But soon you'll see The some things you'll do to me you are doing me it? And everybody cool with it I guess they yeah. say it's hard yeah. now. I lost the light inside my eyes I Yeah I was at pure shot Imagine everything you love cruising first Didn't yeah. hit a heart yeah. and yeah. I was angry Like the whole world suck a dick yeah. I'm yeah. talking yeah. Up. Yeah. All I just regain from the fall. Like why I gotta be the chosen why? one. Yes, I was mad at why? God. Mad that I lost it all lost again. It all. Mad that I raised another kid. Damn. Mad that my woman didn't love Damn. me. Mad I had to go through all this shit. Okay. Mad that I needed a place to stay. Uh. Mad that nobody had shit to say. Mad that my Christmas was some shit. Mad that my homies was in my age. Thank shame, you for choosing for giving me peace. Oh. Thank you for Kristen and GA. Oh. Thank you for cornbread and Allen Gates. Oh. Thank you for Christian oh. will really? k Thank you for everyone who uh. listened and let me clown.